Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with our study of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, known as the Love Chapter. Love in today's world has many meanings. Paul uses the Greek word agape to define the level of love described as Christian love. Christian love, whether exercised toward the brethren or toward men generally, is not an impulse from feelings. The Apostle Paul defines this type of love by what it is and by what it isn't. Please listen to Pastor Harris as he explains this passage in today's portion of this week's message entitled, How to Be a Great Lover. If you tell me something, I'm going to assume that you're telling me the truth. I'm going to assume that you mean what you say. Now, I might have reason to doubt the accuracy of what you just said, like about six posts that I read on the internet today. All right, I, I, I went and checked them out and, and debunked them. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm violating that love believes all things. But um, don't go overboard with undiscriminating trust. But start from the point of believing other people, especially a fellow Christian. And remember, by the way, God lives in your brother or sister in Christ just as He does in you. So start by assuming the best of the other person. You say, well, I, I could get burned doing that. Yeah, I don't read anything in this chapter that says that love never gets burned because there are sinners in the world just like you. But start with believing what the other person says and work from there if you need to. All right, facet number 14 of the love diamond. Love hopes all things. Now, I just said you will get burned if you are a great lover. Uh, Inevitably, people will disappoint you. Um, Sometimes they will disappoint you rather spectacularly. But practicing agape means you turn your eyes toward the future so that you're looking for the best with regard to people. Even the ones that disappoint you in the present, you don't necessarily expect them to disappoint you in the first. You want to help in the future. You want them to, to get it right. Remember, failure isn't final as long as the grace of God is present in another person's life. Sin might win this battle in the present, but you keep hoping for righteousness to win the future victory in your relationships. You're hoping for the other person to to come around to practicing truth and righteousness. If you want other people to allow you to grow in your Christian life, well, I think you need to grant them the very same access that you have to God's grace, and you need to treat them accordingly, and you need to treat them in the hope that they are going to grow and that they want the truth and they want the right thing to be done. The final facet in the love diamond. Facet number 15. 
can't remember the last time I had a 15-point sermon outline. It's kind of fun. Facet number 15, love endures all things. This word endures translates a word that was used in military circles for successfully enduring an assault by an enemy. It literally means to bear up under. Those are the the, the component parts of the word, a prefix under, and the word that means to bear or abide or to remain under. It's the same word that's used in James chapter 1 for uh, how you need to deal with, with trials. Now, we've had the distinction earlier, or we've had the statement earlier, love bears all things. And here we say love endures all things. What's the distinction between them? Well, Love bears all things is that earlier phrase about dealing with annoyances, maybe petty troubles, little worldly things. This one is about suffering and persecution. It doesn't mean that love is is passive or defeatist, but it means that love aggressively confronts obstacles and it presses forward even when opposed by enemies. So, put it all together. You might write it in one sentence, and it would probably sound something like this. Love is patient. Love is kind and is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant. It does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own, is not provoked, does not take into account a wrong suffered, does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. That's quite a diamond, isn't it? Now, we've looked carefully at these four verses for what it specifically says. Don't forget the context of spiritual gifts and how to serve one another in the body of Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit according to the will of God. We're going to tie it all together as we work our way through uh, the rest of chapter 13, this Lord's Day, and then coming into chapter 14 after that. But for now, take this little excursion to look at the 15 facets of the love diamond simply for what it says. I kind of wish you were all here in the room with me, and I would ask you the question, and I would look around the room, and I would say... Would you call yourself a great lover by this definition of love? Oh, you didn't think I could see you through your computer, do you? Oh, I can't, but I know you're not nodding your head in agreement. You don't, you don't think you're a great lover. I don't think I'm a great lover. Anybody who believes that he or she is best described by 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, needs a dose of humility needs to grow in showing Christ-like love. Uh, you, we all need that. You can't have the Holy Spirit, the one who wants to make you ever more holy, and self-describe by 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. So what do we do with this? My goal is not to beat you up. That's the Holy Spirit's job. And not to beat you up, but, but to bring conviction. What remains for us all is to put this to work. Better and better every day. Becoming a great lover is not an instantaneous transformation. 
Becoming a great lover is a matter of an endless series of relatively little decisions about how you're going to treat the people that you encounter. My friend, it's that simple. Oh, and by the way, it's that hard. It is a bunch of little decisions, and those are simple. But it's that hard because it's an endless series of little decisions. Now, you might, as you think about these facets of this love diamond, you might have a a relationship that needs the slate wiped clean. That might mean that you need to confess your sin, not just a word here and there, not just an action here and there. It also means confessing what comes from your heart. It means forgiving as you have been forgiven by Christ. And I would urge you, if a relationship comes to your mind where you cannot say that you've practiced Romans twelve eighteen, if possible, so far as it depends upon you, be at peace with all men, I think maybe you need to go look at the love diamond and uh, pick out what you need to do better. To be a great lover and to see these things on display in your life, you're going to need to be willing to let go of some things. You're going to need to be willing to be vulnerable. And yes, you can get burned. You will, because this world's full of sinners. But I'll also tell you, it's worth it to love this way. When you commit to acting out these patterns of agape love, I promise you will be used by God more than you can imagine. You will be the kind of person that other people want to be around. You will be blessed in unexpected ways as you lose yourself in meeting someone else's needs and you find that the Holy Spirit enables you for, for doing that. And you'll have, you'll have joy. Remember, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Go read it for yourself in Galatians chapter 5. Two scriptures to wrap up for tonight. First, from the words of Jesus, Mark, I'm sorry, not Mark, I've got Mark on the brain because we're reading it every day. Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 and 25. Then Jesus said to His disciples, If anyone wishes to come after Me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow Me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. One of the ways that you give up yourself is by loving as Jesus loved. Oh, and, and by the way, forgot to mention, you're incapable of this. You can't do this on your own. This is a fruit of the Spirit. It comes to bear more and more fruit in your life as you make those endless little decisions one after another. But let's conclude with the prayer that has to constantly be yours if you're going to be a great lover. It's Ephesians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. Now, to Him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we can ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to Him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.